Hello, everyone, and happy new year. Happy 2023. I hope you, I hope everyone listening um, celebrated in a beautiful way and is ready for a brand new, amazing creative year, which is why I wanted to gift everyone this episode first up. And this is with Tash Piccolo, who honestly, um, she's been on the podcast earlier, so I highly recommend going back to her previous episode. But we don't actually talk about um, books or writing per se in this episode. We dive a little bit more into the idea of channeling. And if you, you know, it's a new year and maybe this is the first podcast you've listened to, or if you've been listening in for a while, then this is about if you're struggling with ideas um, trusting your intuition and going with it and how to cultivate them and put them together into your next fabulous book. So this is a really, really great chat and I hope that everyone loves it and please let me know if you did. If you did love it, then please leave us a review. It means the world um, to me to keep sharing this podcast. What else do I have to update you on? Oh, my brand new book, Starseed came out and this is the first book where I am diving into the genre that I will be staying in for a long time. This is a young adult paranormal romance, good versus evil, fated mates. It is about 16-year-old Maya who um, has seen all the light and all the dark shadows in the world and has been um, an outcast of her life essentially and and the journey that it takes her on to awaken to her powers. And this is the first of a six part of the Shadow and Shifter series. And you can now get the Kindle. Oh, no, sorry. You can pre-order the Kindle. You can pre-save it to um, your Kindle Unlimited. But you can now get the paperback on all retailers. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, and another new thing is... Firstly, we do have the Writer's Advice um, podcast group so please on Facebook. So please come and join us over there in the Facebook community. Um, it's, if you just write Writer's Advice podcast or Writer's Advice community, podcast, it, it's called Writer's Advice podcast community, but I'll put the link in this in the show notes. Um, you can join us over there and get to know all the upcoming guests that we have on the show. So you can um, submit your questions as well and just share your writing journey or creative journey, or even if you're just a reader listening to this as well. Um, but I have another Facebook group. It's called Olivia's Fabulous Readers, and you can listen in, not listen in, you can listen into the podcast here, but you can join that. So you just search Olivia Hillier's Fabulous Readers. If you are a fan of Starseed, which you can get on paperback now or Kindle very, very soon or pre-save that, um, you can join my advanced reader copy group. So if you join over there, you will also get links to the rest of the series and all other books that I have coming out to get it before everyone else. Um, yeah, so it's my advanced copy review group. So please go and join me over there as well. Other than that, I hope you're having a fabulous January and let's get into this week's episode. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I will be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. 
So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice Podcast, everyone. I am so excited because if you listen back to a previous episode, we have Natasha Piccolo back on our podcast. I know we'll put um, her first episode back uh, in the show notes because I make a I recommend that you listen to that first before jumping into that one, before jumping into this one, sorry. But um, Natasha is the author of The Balance Theory and we go deep into her process of that book, writing it and what it's all about. But we do touch on the concept of channeling and a little Ooh. bit of <laughs> um, Julia Cameron's work. And I was so excited because we like, we talked a little bit on it and I was like, this can be a whole other podcast. And now I'm excited because we're here um, talking about it. So thanks. Welcome back, Tash. <laughs> Thank you. It's so exciting to be back chatting to this amazing community. Yes, I, I love I, and I'm excited to see what we're about to um, dive into. But essentially, let's just get straight into it because for someone who is listening in and um, they may, may have listened into that podcast previously and we dived on how you channeled the balance theory, what does that specifically mean to you and what does the idea of channeling mean in general? Because I think it's starting to be spoken about a little bit more and it could be a little bit of a hype word that people aren't really understanding yeah where to go go with it so how did it work for you and what does specifically it mean to you sure <laughs> Two big questions. Um, channeling yeah I love it I love that we go really big and we're going to try and break it all down um yeah. channeling I think for me personally is very much tied up in a spiritual practice I think um First and foremost, I think my creative process, as particularly writing, is the medium that my spirituality comes through. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. in that way. So in in doing that, I'm the conduit for that that channeled wisdom. And I like it sounds so almost grander saying wisdom, but I really do feel like um, when you have that deep relationship with spirituality, creativity is just a tool, really that you get to experience your spiritual self through. Um, and I feel like when I had those, I mean, if we go back and we listen to the Balance Theory episode, you'll know that there was a, an experience in my life that was quite traumatic, finding out that my friend had passed away suddenly. Um, a shock death kind of really does shake up your system. So I think I it really, the, the whole book came out of like a call out to like, to the universe essentially of like, what is going on here? And it really was just me having a dialogue with myself, um, opening up a book, a journal, and just scribing anything that came through. And it was really me, if I'm really getting to the crux of it, um, it was me having a relationship with my intuition. So I think writing for me, yeah, it, it's an intuitive process. I, I don't really know what else to, to say on that point, because I think I don't know what it is to write logically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And um, I think this very this very concept and this very thing, though, is where people can get stuck because there's mm. the two sides of it, right? It's like, of course, like, learn the craft and understand, but it's like, where do the ideas come from 
to mm. start off with and you know how how they channel it how people are channeling that through so you would say that that comes through naturally through journaling and having those conversations with yourself is that where the first time you like say that you essentially tapped into your intuition and and that like in a dialogue essentially yeah I think um that experience in and of itself was quite tied up with um, an episode of really poor mental health as well so I would say like it's hard to kind of weed out exactly what it was that allowed for channeling to come through but I guess like when I'm thinking about that whole experience holistically my therapist was at the time was actually getting me to get really quiet with myself through meditative practices as well for mindfulness training so I started to work out pretty quickly that the mindfulness that I was channeling and well the the voice that I was channeling in that mindfulness space was actually the same voice that was coming through in the journals and they didn't sound too dissimilar. They were starting to sound like its own voice essentially. Um, And I now know with eyes over that experience that that is the lived experience of intuition and having a a really strong relationship with intuition, really heart-centered. And that for me is the experience of creativity. I, I can't separate them. They're the same experience for me. But I will say in terms of like, and I guess I'm speaking to the point of me being at current a nonfiction writer. It's almost like the nonfiction voice is my voice. So that that's great. But then if we're going to talk about it on a, like the creative writing in terms of a fiction text, say, I'm currently experiencing this now because I definitely have a, a fictitious voice that's coming through and it's much more playful and I do still go, okay, you're a flame of my intuition, but you are definitely coming from a more a fun place. Like it's, it's getting channeled in that way. But initially that voice started to be heard in my real life experience. So I'd had an experience with a friend um, and we were in this conversation, in this dialogue, we were just being really playful about well, what if that situation actually turned out like this? And he'd go, well, what if that situation turned out like that? And I went, oh my God, this is so fun. It's like a choose your own adventure. So the the channeling in that experience was that guide in the conversation that we were having and just bouncing off each other. But then I put the the writer's layer over the top and actually went, okay, let's just write all these crazy ideas down. And what I started to work out from that point was that a plot was forming for what is in the pipeline now for a a fictitious book that I have. Um, But again, I think we'd call that channeling as well. I was channeling the life experience and the what could have been, what should have been, what might have been, and then turning it into a logical plot. And then again, like putting the logic over the top of the intuition. A hundred percent. You just explained that so perfectly because I think this is the thing where we live in this world where, you know, we go we go about our day to day and we we live in our our regular mind and you know we have all our um our life to do list essentially and then there is the creative side which does you know some people can block themselves off from creativity mm-hmm. or some people might be having this feeling like they want to create something but don't really know where like what it is what's speaking to them where to go with that i think you know, a lot of the authors that I speak to have like have always said it's never really been a you know a step one two three four journey that I always knew that I was going to be a writer when I was young. It it usually does come after something that 
you know, to change their life path or or opens them up to that. So for someone who's thinking, you know, is in that realm right now, of, and this could be any type of creative thing in general where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got to learn this, I've got to study, but then also to open themselves up to where creative ideas come from. And I think it's being okay to open yourself up to that, to be able to let them come through rather than like, you know, having our logical brain shut that down and then learning to balance the two. You said that first voice was learning through meditation. How was that? How did that start for you? That, that meditative, meditative process. I think um, it's interesting, right? So if anyone's had the experience of attempting meditation, I think we all kept, get caught up with the first thing, thought of being, oh, I can't get my voice to shut up in my head. Like <laughs> that can't be meditation, but essentially that's what it is because yeah. you then learn, depending on the, the meditative practice that you do, you know, take, undertake, you will learn pretty quickly that just observing that voice is meditation. That's mindfulness. Um, so I think it just started there. There was, at the time, there was a period of, grief, trauma, really poor mental health. Um, I was in a very dark place. So a lot of those thoughts, I was learning meditation to be able to question the thoughts. So can we label it for what it is and then just let it pass by like a cloud? I think like a metaphor at the time that was really helpful was there's always blue sky. So you've got blue sky and then whatever storm, whatever mental health experience you're going through is literally just a passing part of the weather map moving through that blue sky but you've always got your blue sky and I learned pretty quickly that when I got quiet enough and this came with years and years of sitting with stillness I learned pretty quickly that the blue sky was akin to my intuition when I tapped into that voice um, a whole book came out of it so I think we've all got a blue sky I think the creative process is the journey to learning the map of your own sky (laughs) I think that's what it is that's beautiful I think we could we could all pull back the clouds um and then it's just about learning the conduit for how that voice is going to come through for people like us it's writing like we're writers or we jump on a mic and we we have a podcast we're speakers um but for others it really is like putting their hand in soil and creating an amazing garden or taking a paintbrush and and having a play around visually, like I would be absolutely hopeless at that. But there are there are ways that your intuition wants to come through. And I really do think that that is a birthright and a gift. Um, so I'm not really sure if I answered it up there, but I think it does start from getting quiet. It, it comes from stillness and that comes from meditation. Yeah, yeah. And 100%, exactly how you said it, that voice that doesn't shut up, like that's okay. That, that's meant to be there. It's you observing those thoughts and going and and going from there. So Say someone is jumping into meditation or and they're starting to journal or they're, they're finding them, their things, even if it's just like going for a walk and sitting with your your thoughts that way and, and ideas are starting to um, come through. How like What other practices do you recommend when it comes to tapping into your intuition to, to really step forward into that, essentially? Well, I think the two words that kind of, and again, I think I'm channeling here, no, I, I know I'm channeling because I'm getting I'm getting downloads. And that's what I that's what I described with the balance theory. I get words that just plop in. And then because intuition is is akin to your subconscious mind. So you're not conscious. I'm not here going, hmm, what did Olivia ask me? I'm I'm just gonna jot all that down. I'm just 
channeling what you've said and then whatever words kind of come through, even though they grammatically often, they won't make sense. They'll just be random words or random pieces of grammar that you have to put syntax over the top. And that's where the writing component comes in. The two words that dropped in was like childlike play, the phrase childlike play, and mm. then curiosity. Mm. So you'll get a random thought. Like it could be completely <laughs> like unbeknownst to you, like why that thought, thoughts popped in followed by a few other words and then it's up to you to kind of start to play like play with that idea of like what could that look like in syntax what could that look like in sentence structure um and often for me I think we spoke about this on the previous episode I know movement helps so movement is when you're again getting out of your own head and dropping into the intuition I'll get come like those phrases will come through in one of those moments and uh, you know, thank God for iPhones because, or any, you know, any device you've got on you, because I just jot them down in phone notes and then I'd pin them That's and really go good. back to, to explore the pin. Like, what did that even mean? Um, you know what we can do, Livia? We'll play a game because I've got my pins here. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> um, I haven't looked at them for a while. So we'll see what one of the pins was because I, I have jotted a few down. Um. Okay, so a few of them recently. Spiritual immunity. What does that mean if you were to think about it in the context of the show Survivor? Okay, that again, I don't really, I haven't really unpacked that. So that's one that's just gone. Um, Then I've got, are you in alignment or are you in a lesson? Okay, and what's another one? um here's one from when I was pregnant earthing for birthing love that so I I, I just it ju- and you and just then- jot it down it's literally just being I think too it's like I, the words download or channeling and when I've spoken about it a couple of times or even I know a couple of people who may have started the artist way that we spoke about last time and it it can seem very even the word spirituality can be a lot for people like, oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not that type of religious person or something like that, but it doesn't need Mm. to be seen as these big words. It's literally just observing what comes through, jotting it down, being okay with that. Because I think that's where the logical mind can jump in and block it or start to take it away. And that's, you know, that's when I, I constantly hear from, um, other writers of imposter syndrome and things like that but if you're getting these down like write it down write it down to yourself you know yeah and I think from that point that's where the curiosity comes in because you might look at it like that survival one I was like at the time I was like that's an amazing idea I haven't really thought about it since but if I go back and sit with that now I could play around with that concept I could create a whole book out of that concept if I really wanted to sit there and can continue the channel so I think channeling I'm starting to answer it in real time. It's like you get a gate and then you decide whether you want to continue. And if you put your energy towards that continuation of that thought, you could potentially come up with an entire book. Um, it just energy goes where energy flows, really. Yeah, yep, yep. So your main, so your main practices that you recommend, say someone really wants to dive into this, they're like, yep, I'm a, I'm a, I'm really want to write, but I'm like, I'm feeling a little blocked of what exactly to jump on or what idea it is that I do. Mm-hmm. And, and you're so right. You've literally just written down all these single sentences that you could write 
a book a book with every single every single one of those if you play it and dive deep so it's like just letting yourself have that thought and then um how do you go with sharing that what is your thoughts on like once you're strengthening your intuition and then being okay to share that because I think it's um also a very you know it's a vulnerable state that you're putting yourself into this is so on point because I think I've just gone through the lived experience of of um coming to terms with what I want to write for book two so as the follow-up to the balance theory in the book there's a big section um around a channeled concept called traveling partners which is about soul connection um and anyone that had read it has read it we'll like we'll read it when we talk about traveling partners a lot of people's next immediate response is, oh, well, that's clearly book two's follow-up. And I had that in my head the whole time, like, oh, I've got to have enough content to write a whole book on Travelling Partners. When I actually released The Balance Theory, I think Travelling Partners has been spoken to and it's really clear in the book what that is. And I think it ends there. For now, anyway, I never say never, but I found it really hard to kind of force the idea to put a book proposal together for Travelling Partners. Because I was like, there isn't one. I, I'm My intuition is not guiding me to write that. Feedback is, which is for me, again, very logic, very logical, but I don't really listen to logical feedback, I don't think. I think my process has been around what does it, what intuitively do I want to say next? So then what happened was I parked that and um, I had a conversation with one of my best friends the other day around book two and he said to me, so is it travelling partners? Because he's like, I don't really feel that that it's happening I think you would have told me if that was kind of happening and I said no no I've been toying around with this other idea all year and again it was an idea that made logical sense um, given my clinical background too which is speech pathology um, so every time I went down to, to, to sit and write this proposal I was uh, intuitively I was not wanting it I could feel it like I was starting to write it logically and I was like, oh, God, I wouldn't even want to read this myself. And that's that's when I knew. I'm like, intuitively, this is not for you. So I, I think I'm getting at the whole point of, like, how do you know when you've landed on something that is the thing? Like, how yeah. do you know when inspiration is like, and for those that are familiar with Elizabeth Gilbert's book, like Ma Big Magic, yeah. how do you know it's the, intu the inspiration's going, it's me, pick me, <laughs> like, date me, date the idea and then, like, marry me. Um, <laughs> I love that idea of dating ideas. Like, I think that's really cool that she speaks to. Like, you kind of just test the waters. Is this going to work? But I knew I was testing so many waters this year and nothing was landing. I was like, no, nah. no. Nah. And I didn't know if it was because, initially, I didn't know if it was because the balance theory was such an easy channel. It was like, this is the book. Like, I'm telling, I'm literally getting told the story and just typing it out. So I was like, oh, am I never going to have that experience again? And then in this conversation with my friend, he's like, what did you need? What was it about the balance theory that allowed it to just land at the time it did? And I said, stillness. And he said, okay, so go and find stillness. So for the next week, I let all of the writing plans go and I just looked for opportunities to get quiet outside of meditation. So I was still doing my meditative practice, but I was like, how else can I get quiet? And um, I had a morning off my clinical load and I went, I'm just going to go and feed myself a really good meal and just get really present with this meal. So just really present with the taste, the texture, the sensation, like the taste of the coffee. 
And in that silence between ordering a second coffee and um, just being still, I had a pin drop it, like, like a phone note pop ping come through of uh, a few phrases. And I went, oh, that's interesting. And I jotted the phrases down. And then I started a mind map cloud. And by the end of that 40-minute breakfast that I had with myself, the entire book two came through of like the whole, the chapter summaries, the plan, the plot, the whole thing. So I have book two now. I, I actually now need to write it into a proposal format. But the stillness came through. And then that's, and that's when I knew because my body went, yeah, okay, this is really, in like, I want to know more myself. Like, I'm interested where this intuitive guide is taking me. And I'm not really sure. Like, there's a lot of parts of this book that I'm going to need to research because it's some topics I don't know off the back of my hand. I need to research it. But I'm excited by it. It feels effortless. It feels like a natural next step. And it was in stillness. So they tick all my intuitive boxes to know that, this is channeled now. Now I've got to go and bring it forward. There is so much goodness in that that I want to jump into. Firstly, it's writing it down before you shut it down. Like, because if a, a thought can come yeah, I love from that. and I, yep. I know sometimes I think something and I'm like, oh, no, Olivia, like that's silly. And then it's like, no, if you if you constantly write it down and also um, I think when you're doing that, you will start to see a theme constantly pop up I've, I've actually written a book from going through my notes and being like oh this is actually all the one thing that needs mm. to to come together but also how important stillness is because you know you can learn the craft you can learn this you can read and do all the things but if you just give yourself that single moment of like oh no this is like time to let exactly what I'm meant to write come through but you said you said so many good things there. And it's literally like the joy, the joy that comes through to you mm. is the one that you think, yeah, okay, that's the one I'm going to go with. The ones that didn't feel right, what's that? Is that a gut feeling for you? Or it's just like a, an internal knowing? You're like, oh, this just isn't quite, how does it, how does that come up in your body? So this is, this is not the, where I'm meant to be going. Even if it sounds like a great opportunity, mm. like you could, it could be a great thing, but it just doesn't have that, you know, oomph to it. It, it felt like effort. Like every time I sat to write, uh, my channel was definitely not open. Like I, I was logically going, like, what would I, what would I say next about this? Um, when again, like we we talk creatively about flow state, flow state, intuition, and spirituality, I think are all akin. And and we did speak like hark back to that idea before of like, but for some people, spirituality is a big word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got that woo-woo connotation. But really, what's the, the base of that word is spirit. So everyone has a spirit. Like when you meet someone, you meet the energy that they bring. And again, energy is another buzzword. But it, it is that idea of like, do I gel with this person or do, don't I? If we can reduce it just to that, you are picking up on energy of somebody. Mm. And an idea has energy. So when I dated that idea, I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're like the the person that I know would be good for me, but you're boring. Like that kind of feeling, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And and it felt like, you know, I had to show up for that date. I had to show up for that, you know, writing session. And then I think if we really strip that back, that's the that's the experience of writer's block because it is a cognitive block. It's a it's a logical block. It's like I don't want to be here block. 
when when we are really on point with what we're meant to be writing, we don't experience writer's block because it's subconscious. The subconscious brain doesn't have limit. And we yeah. know that because we experience it in dream state. We experience it in meditation. We experience it, you know, if people choose plant medicine, that's what they're tapping into. Yeah. It's limitless potential. Yeah, 100%. I think some of this even links into what you channeled first with the balance theory because we do live in this very, like, hyper-productive do, do, do world. But if you don't, like, stop and, and you know, step back from that a little bit and allow mm. you know, allow what's um, meant to come through, come through, you know, you're, you're blocking yourself off from your your own spirit and your own um, potential and what inspires you. So... That's exactly, I yeah. think that's, you've summed up exactly what channeling is. But the next big thing is once you've got that and you're going that, and like you said, you're just playing with it to to bring, bring it into a plan. But then yeah. sharing that to the world is a whole other level mm -hmm. of, of creativity as well. So what would you recommend someone who's like, oh, I'm sitting on this idea, but, you know, you've got a little bit of imposter syndrome. It's a little bit like, oh, oh, how do you, to like now how you say you've got to put a proposal together for this? What, what do yeah. you work through to, to get to that, to that level? <laughs> I think, um, I think it's just flexing the trust muscle. Like the inspiration chose you for whatever reason, it decided you were the one. Um, I, that, especially the experience of the balance theory, that was a really, really big thing that I was like, yes, I speak to quite a lot of different aspects of um, well-being in that book. Um, and I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. I'm, I'm a life coach. Like I've studied coaching. I'm a speech path. So I am an allied health professional, but I'm not a counsellor. I'm like, but this thing is speaking to me and I've got to impart that knowledge. I think you just need to... Firstly, stick in your stick in your lane in the sense of like really truly knowing that it it is for you. And mm -hmm. the imposter syndrome, if we want to get really esoteric about it, that's also for you. That's your lesson. You need to overcome that because the world needs your words. Like I think at the end of the day, that's just the point. Um, and with that comes an experience of vulnerability. But you're you're choosing that vulnerability as well by choosing to move forward. Because I guess that's the thing too that part is a conscious decision. Mm. So you can have the intuitive hit, the, the flow state, you'll write the entire manuscript, but at the end of the day, then the conscious brain needs to decide, okay, but I want to go and attempt publication now, or I want to go and self-publish this with all, all my heart, you know, cards, everything on the table. Um, that part is, is courage, bravery, and a conscious choice. Um, so maybe the whole crux of that is, you know, do the thing, keep doing the thing, keep showing up, and then you'll know when, when it's time to take the, the leap because yeah. anything that comes up on the other side of that is also for you as an artist to work through. A hundred percent. And if you're tapping into your intuition and, and you're working on something that you desire so much, I think there's no way there's not going to be fear there because mm. otherwise you wouldn't, you know, I think the desire comes with just as much fear. I think they, they work hand in hand because yeah, you're so right. You have to overcome those things to get to the next level to, to really um, put it out there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's such a learning journey, but if it doesn't force you through to that vulnerability, then you, you're probably not putting your full self into it. 
and oh yeah and like that that part like I said that's courage and bravery like the day the balance theory was released and you know the first time you release something right so it's just all these mixed emotions but then underneath it you're like god I hope no one ever reads this (laughs) you do do that as well that's that's the sign like you're on the right people ask like people that you know asking about it and I was like no yeah 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 I think too this is something I'm sure a lot of writers have this experience I think the scariest thing is having your nearest and dearest read your work Mm. because a total stranger is fine if they if they want to review it poorly that's fine like you don't know them they're just on the other side of a screen yeah but the people in your world a they're getting a really good look into how you actually think and process your own world um especially when it's in a non-fiction context where there's real people in that story like it's they're not just characters they're people in my life so um again I think if I can do that and release a book knowing that my heart's on the table I think I could probably do anything in the writing space because especially this idea of playing with fiction now um it's fictitious It's, it's an idea it's still guided and it's still inspired but I'm making up people and that's fun like that's a fun part of the channeling process for fiction work is just creating your own world that you get yeah. to hang out in. Date your characters. See if they're... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See exactly. if they into the idea. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I have loved this chat so much and um, just for context for everyone, so Tash and I are still speaking in 2022, but this is coming out at the very start of next year. So it's going to be... Yeah. This is going to be like the first episode where everyone is probably feeling in that brand new new year energy. And, you know, that is creative energy of a new year itself. So someone Absolutely. who's just listened to all your wisdom and is like, okay, I really need to tap into this meditation, journaling, walking. What is what is all the, the last little good bits that you want to, to leave the listeners with? Yeah. Yeah, like a ha- like channeling 101. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everything that we've just listed are the tools. They're ways that you can channel. But I think the most important thing is the principle of channel. And all that is, is quiet enough. And you can, you, you're always going to have chatter in your mind. That's just the, the human experience. But it's quiet enough to be able to start to speak to the intuition and the tools we listed are ways you can do that but going out for breakfast and waiting for your second coffee is also a, a way that you can channel you can just be in stillness when a, when that thought sparks then just be curious and be like what if and really pull it apart look at it from all that multifaceted angle and just go what if we took that approach what if we took that approach and then when it lands you it the feeling, like if I can experience, uh, share the experience of the feeling is kind of just like a, oh, that that sigh, but that little curious spark at the end is what you're looking for, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad you use that word because creativity is curiosity, isn't it? It's it's all yeah. aligned in that way. Oh my gosh, thank you yeah. so much, Tash. I'm excited for this next book. Not No pressure or anything, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be channels through you absolutely perfectly and um I will yes everyone if you haven't 
listened to it yet, even though we did say at the start of the podcast, <laughs> go and listen to Tasha's first episode. But um, if you could tell us again where everyone can get in contact with you, that would be great. Amazing. Um, I hang out on Instagram. I, I'd like to think that I'd like, you know, care for TikTok and stuff, but I think I just I just want to channel one one pathway and, and do it well. <laughs> because again, like that's a whole other podcast we could talk about. Olivia, oh like gosh. the overwhelm of actually promoting things like that. Ooh, that's a whole topic. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Instagram for me. Um awesome. And yeah, my website, Resonate Holistic, my business website, there's like the little mailbox there that you can drop into. Perfect. And yeah. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. I, yeah, I'm so excited to share this with everyone in the Well, when they're listening to this. <laughs> in the new Absolutely. Year and, um, so we'll yeah. say happy new year too. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you.